0: Welcome to Grab life, big, Grab life Big, the exclusive podcast for healthy, wealthy, generous men who choose to lead epic life, or as a few of us say, badass rich
1: guys would
0: do epic shit.
1: And now, your host,
0: Pat Hybin. i glad you were home. Huh? All right, go bros. We are back in the go bro room for some brutal authenticity with brother Chris Crawford. Chris, welcome to Grab Life Big.
1: Yeah, man. Thanks, buddy. I'm, I'm stoked to be here. Stoked to do this. Admittedly, a little bit nervous about it, but uh, looking forward to diving in and, and uh, sharing with the group and getting to know some of the guys in the group going forward. Real pumped.
0: Hey, Chris, why don't you uh, give everybody a little rundown on who you are. Get like a five-minute biography from the day you were born until today. Give us a little bio okay. on yourself and let us get to know you.
1: Well, five minutes. Okay, give me the, give me the bell if I'm, if I'm, if I'm going <laughs> way over.
0: Right. We've had people go over. Trust me.
1: <laughs> so born and raised in a small town in, in Canada, a couple hours outside Toronto. Uh, about 1,100 people in my town growing up and uh my mom was 16 and my dad was not in the picture and and so i came into um to you know interesting life in that way and i think we were kind of especially in the small town at that time you know my mom was looked down on quite a bit for having uh having had had a kid in her in her teens and so i think i came out of the gate and and in some way had kind of low low expectations of of what i was going to do with myself i remember a point of of Flat out saying to her, like you know, college or that kind of thing like I'm not gonna I'll never do that I mean that that doesn't make any sense for me and and that's sort of where I started out by high school i I dropped out of high school and and was more focused on partying, having fun with friends and you know smoking weed all the time and playing in a band and thinking I was cool and gonna be a rock star and you know dropped out of high school and and that's sort of where I was, but I hit this point where just something in my gut just sort of was like. It's like a feeling I can't even really describe, but it was just, I just felt this, I'm I'm capable of more, uh, this, this is stupid. This doesn't make any sense. And I remember just kind of quitting a lot of stuff, just cold Turkey one day and, and even close, really losing some friends. Cause a lot of close people were like questioning like, oh, okay, okay, whatever you're going through something like, come on, let's, let's just go, let's just go smoke some bongs, That's, that's whatever. And, and you know, that, that's where I was in my teens and then, um, moved away and moved to Ottawa and stumbled around in some jobs and ended up working retail. And I, and that was the first time that I got a job somewhere that I got positive, like real good, positive reinforcement. I, I had some really good managers, good leaders above me that just reinforced when I did well. And, and I put everything into that job and spent, I don't know, nine years there and worked into being a manager and, and was doing well. But towards the end, I really sort of lost the lost the luster and started to feel a little used by the company and it kind of lost its shine and, and everything was just okay. Like it was okay money and it was an okay job and, but I wasn't challenged and it, and I was feeling that feeling again of the, you know, okay, you're capable more like, like do something else. And so that's when I got the idea. I was just 29 turning 30 and, uh, I guess I was just, yeah, I was about to turn 30. And so, um, I quit and start this business and, uh, no, no idea what I'm doing. Like no plan, no no real capital. Maybe maybe four or five thousand in the bank, and and um, just grow. And I've got this idea that I didn't know what I wanted to do, but I knew I wanted to do something. And people were like, well, "What do you like?" And I was like, "Well, I like music." So I came up with this idea to try and do marketing materials for bands and musicians. So I make business cards, and I quit. And my idea is, I'm going to start going out to bars and handing my card out to bands. And you know, pretty quickly, I realized like like these these guys don't have any money. Uh, this, this is a stupid idea. This doesn't go anywhere. And I start burning through savings. And about a year, maybe not even a year in, probably six months in, I was I was broke. And I needed to get a job. And I didn't want to go back to work. Got a job in a sign shop and learned a bunch of things and shifted my, my business idea to be signs and printing. And then I was maybe about a year in at this point and found myself going door to door, handing out flyers. Uh, by this point, I was in Toronto. And I uh, was literally just knocking doors trying to sell signs and printing. But I didn't quite realize the financial hole that I put myself in. And, you know, I, I stubborn or crazy, or I don't know what, just kind of kept going forward on it. And I got to a point where I couldn't afford to stay in the place that I was living. And, and I just, I just got in this mess. And so I had to move out of the city and uh, move back to the small town that I was from. And then I, I camped out from uh, basically, it was like May May of that year, which would have been uh, this. This was now eight, eight and a half years ago. Camped out basically in a shed for about six, seven months. In a while shed. I was, yeah. So it was like a little eight by six foot shed. I had a little little like bed area. I had my my cooler out. I had my food in a cooler and a little barbecue. And I had a little truck. And I run. I would run my laptop off a power converter from my truck and uh, my friends are like dude you're fucked you're you're cr- uh, sorry i hope i can swear here Fine. they're like you know they're like why don't you quit and go back to that job like what are you what are you doing and i don't know it was like i just felt this this constant something can work here i can figure this out i can make this work and i would drive to the city and then uh still keep hustling around handing out flyers and i'd sleep in my truck overnight and i'd you know be doing work and i was outsourcing everything and going to suppliers and delivering on on foot and then i would sleep overnight in the truck for a night or two and then i'd come back and i would just sort of hang out and i was teaching myself marketing at that time and, and really obsessed about just the the one question of how do i get customers that's it and you know it was a grind and it was brutal and then uh, that was uh like eight years ago and you know a million trials and tribulations and failures and struggles and credit issues and uh this year we'll uh i just just had the 10th anniversary of the same business, and we're pretty close to 2 million in revenue now. And we're just uh, in the midst of hiring our 13th and 14th employee, and uh, it's just a completely different world. And, and life has changed, and yeah. And so that's, 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 that's awesome. I guess, so, the
0: of. All right, so what's the name of your business?
1: <laughs> uh, Kick Ass Media.
0: Kick Ass Media, and what does Kick Ass Media do? So
1: we do printing. But it's specialized that we do. So one thing I discovered about, about online marketing is you really, to really scale it, it's like you have to focus on a product. So I sort of look at all these products that I was doing, and there was one thing a few people asked for, and it's backdrops for red carpet events and in the industry they call them a step and repeat.
0: Yeah, yeah, with, where it's
1: just those walls with the
0: Yeah, where you where they go diagonal on. and they say go abundance on the side or like we get those for our go abundance events and you take yeah, yeah. Hollywood style pictures or whatever.
1: Exactly. So, I a few people asked about this and I looked online. I'm like there's not a lot of competition and we just went hard on that product and now we we ship that that one product is about 80% of our total revenue, maybe, maybe, maybe a little less than that. And, uh, we ship those across Canada and into the States. And so we do a lot of red carpet events, movie premieres, and and some for marketing campaigns. So we also have this, this kind of other side where we work with brands that are doing marketing and, and usually event marketing. And then we do displays for them.
0: Well, make sure you so make sure you get with Melanie, Melanie at dot com, and, and hook us up for the, uh, for the January event, for sure, if you haven't already.
1: Yeah, we've, we've talked to her, and actually, we're, we're doing some, uh, yeah, we're doing a couple things, some some tape, printed tablecloths, and I think a flag nice. for you guys to take photos with when you're, you know, climbing mountains and whatever else, so. Sweet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, that's the scoop, man. That's that's what's up.
0: That's uh, awesome. Okay, so, how old are you now?
1: 39, turning 40 here in a couple months.
0: All right, and single kids, what's going on?
1: Mm girlfriend, live together, no kids, not yet. And none, none that I know of. Is that the usual yeah. statement? Yeah. That's where we are.
0: All right, cool. And, um, all right, so let's get into some nitty gritty. So you pulled in 2 million. Uh, what's your net profit on kick-ass media?
1: So including my take home, it's about 250 is right about where we where I ended up. I've had a because we've been growing so quickly though. What I'm finding is that we're also reinvesting, and so I kind of one thing that I was sort of struggling with was how to actually say evaluate the, the, the company, like to put a value on it because yeah, well,
0: marketing profit, marketing is an expense, whatever. So. at the end of the day, so
1: mm-hmm. so
0: so 250 including I, right yourself, around that
1: range. That's right.
0: That's including that. Right. Okay, cool. All right, and so what percentage are you?
1: So. I I was kind of figuring this stuff out as I was going here, and actually I have made more money in real estate this year, which is newer for me wow. than I did in my take home from my company. So I don't know. Maybe this is out in left field, but when I punch it all in here, it says one hundred and six percent. So I, I'm I'm unsure so, if that's uh, yeah. So 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 what that on.
0: essentially means is. Like and you probably live pretty frugal if you're used to living in a shed. I, you don't seem like a guy that's out there <laughs> sporting a fucking Maserati and and living in the penthouse in downtown Toronto. I don't know what do what are your what are your monthly? Maybe I'm misjudging you. What are your monthly expenses personally? Just you? No, you're right. Just you and your girl, or just you. I uh,
1: I think my monthly expenses might be uh, maybe a couple grand. Um, <laughs> and, and you know I I like to travel and so. Yeah, well, where that, I that spend counts. My, right. So, and I would say like, so living expenses, maybe a couple grand, but, but I, I, I spend on travel and personal development, going to events and, and stuff like that. That's where, yeah, well, uh, you
0: know, that, that goes back into the company, you know, that doesn't count. So what, right. what we're really talking about, like, if you go to a, like, I don't include, uh, like if I go to a GoBundance event or a Tony Robbins or something like that, I don't include that in my personal expense. That's a business expense. Cause that's right, that's right education. Right. Pretty much, you know, most of travel can be education of some sort. So, but nonetheless, let's say let, let's say you and your girl do a couple personal trips a year. You go to Hawaii. You don't, you know, you don't do any business there. Pay your rent, you mortgage, whatever. God, I gotta imagine it's five grand at least.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, we're we're doing a, a trip. I've been trying to travel at least once per quarter somewhere, do something, whether it's a, a trip like Hawaii or even maybe just something a little less, you know, maybe a little less. So, And then I'm usually trying to fit in at least, Like I like to try to get away and do something once a month, whether it's a, a weekend or an event or whatever that may be. So uh, definitely a large, a, lar- a large part of my expenses for sure.
0: Well, well not- how, much, how much did you make on the real estate? Uh, what are you doing? You're flipping, you're buying and holding. What are you doing with real estate?
1: Yeah. Okay. So real estate, uh, I wasn't really doing anything. And, um, and then the other part too, is I'm just coming out of M one to the group as well. Oh, and so congratulations. Yeah. And I, yeah, I realized that I hadn't, hadn't mentioned that. So, um, so when I first joined M one, I hadn't really been doing anything. I would bought a small office space with a guy and that was about it. And yeah. as I spent time around, you know, rock and a bunch of guys in the group and they're talking about real estate. And I was like, okay, fuck, I gotta, I gotta like, I gotta get in the game here. And and so I, this year I sold that, sold out my shares on that. And then I did a flip on this house and then I've acquired another, uh, another piece of property. We're turning into a, into a duplex. And so my actual cash out was, uh, I pulled about 125,000 in profit out of everything that I've done, um, this year, which was beyond what I've taken from my company by far. So that's, that's kind of where I ended up with those numbers, But, so but it took some time. So, you know, it was like, it, it, so it's if not you're like at it
0: 100% no on that, you know, so off just off of that one deal would be you spend about 10 G's a month, right? So if you spent 10 G's a month, 120 grand, and then you made 125, your passive income paid for your entire year, which would be 100% plus five grand. So that'd be about 105%. I'm just saying, basically, I, is that how you kind of yep. figured it out?
1: Yeah, that that sounds about right because, as I look at what like the left to invest, is pretty close to what I've actually taken out of my business directly.
0: So there you go. Okay. Yeah. All right. So what's your net worth?
1: Uh, One point three is is what I have. Again, I was a little like the valuation of the business. Uh, you know, I, I was like, well, I could go. Pay some firm or somebody, I guess, to help me get more clear on. Yeah, this, I,
0: I don't know how they do it in Canada, but pretty much in the U.S. And now, a, a printing company—I don't know—they may have their own standards, but you're, you're going to be somewhere between three point five and say 6%, six percent, six six x. So, if your EBITDA is two hundred and fifty, then you know, let's say five x of two hundred and fifty is going to be one point five million. So, does that make sense? No, that one point five. So you're probably right on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I figured my I've got about uh, I think I figured about three hundred and fifty uh, in cash and equity and some real estate. You might, so it
0: might even be higher than you think. You you should just Google uh, what multiples uh, do digital printing companies sell at, and you know, right, right. Prob- it's probably somewhere between three and a half and six. So. All right, so um, uh, what about your life happiness index? You're, you're creeping up on forty years old. You got a girl. What uh, what's going on? How's your LHI? Uh,
1: so I got seven point five on that. That's Good. Um, which is which is pretty good. My, um, you know, it's funny as I as I was going through this and I was looking at, okay, well, where am I down a little? And actually, what I'm what I'm seeing is this is like, you know, kind of hobbies and you know, giving back was the, the few low points and, and, do you and do, actually need to
0: boost those where the hobbies would be what, like if you're into music, maybe that should be a, certainly would be a hobby, like going to live events or, you know, you know, doing something with music.
1: Hey, frankly, I'm just not putting the focus on it. That That's it. It's just getting down and going, okay, what am I going to do this week, this month, this whatever to in this zone? I, I play music. I'm into surfing, kiteboarding, bunch. but even, even that was a, you know, good. If I was to be brutally honest that I've not spent the time doing some of the stuff that I really enjoy doing because I've been so focused in, in other areas and tied up with other projects. So that's, that's been on my mind as I've been transitioning out of my business to go, okay, I need to, I need to start spending more, more quality time doing the stuff I really like to do. Right.
0: What's your music genre choice? I'm kind of
1: all over the place. I mean, when I was younger, I was, I was all heavy metal and, and punk and, uh, and this and that. Now I'm kind of, you know, it depends on the day, I guess. Classic rock, I'm a big fan. Or you know, it could be something a little harder, or maybe a little softer, depending on the day.
0: They don't make songs like they used to, huh?
1: Mm. Dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. My my girlfriend's taste in music's a little different than mine, and half the time I'm like, like, how did that song even? <laughs> even right. Even, even. I don't know. That's a whole.
0: Other, I, ha- I have a niece thing. that's ten years old, and and um she she suddenly like she's taking guitar lessons and she's singing and her mom doesn't know what the fuck's going on with music or whatever doesn't pay attention to music right but i've always been in music yeah. so me and her went and uh, took a trip and uh it was like a five-hour drive and i was playing guns and roses for her and i was playing led zeppelin and you, you know all these really like long songs where you could just sit there and listen and say, I said, Savannah, listen, okay, so here's a rhythm guitar. You hear here's here's the lead guitar. Now look how the lead guitar is talking to the the, the lead singer, how they're going back and forth, back and forth. And it really got her to like pay attention, you know, to yeah. to the relationship between the band members. And, um, of course, she had never done that. But, you know, I, you, there's no new shit that you could find where they actually do that. You know what I mean? That that I know yep. of. You know, I mean, there's yep. some stuff out there. But, yep. you know.
1: It just seems so manufactured or so, I don't know, it's like surface level. I, there's just no depth to it. I, I don't know.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. Yeah, cool. So, okay. So, um, what, what's your best pillar?
1: I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty on point with my nutrition right now. That's a really good zone. I mean, business it is interesting. It's not, you know, maybe I'm not at, at a huge level of success, but I, I feel that I'm doing some really good things there. Marketing and, and our the culture we're creating is pretty good. So somewhere, I don't know. Nutrition is really on point for me though. That's, that's been one I've put a lot
0: of. So what are your, past, um, past. like, um, all right. So tell me like, what's your, what's your diet like?
1: Oh, fuck. All right. So, um, I've been all over the board with this and it, it really kicked off when I got into Tony Robbins stuff a few years ago. And, uh, I went vegan for a while. Um, totally eliminated. Like I went hardcore with it. It was like meat, dairy, sugar, caffeine, processed foods, all that was out. I did that for a, did that for a bit. I was, I was pretty hardcore. And then I just kind of felt like, okay, well, it, it felt a little too robotic. And, um, anyway, now where I'm at is, uh, I focus on food combining.
0: Food combining? What's that?
1: Okay, so imagine it like this. If you eat protein, um, it's going to require certain enzymes, a a more acidic environment to break down. But if you eat carbohydrates, uh, it requires different enzymes, different things, and a, a different environment to break down. So when you eat those foods together, it's actually challenging on the system and it slows down digestion, and that's why when we start mixing a lot of foods, sometimes after you can get lethargic and lose energy. Your digestion can actually take up to seventy percent of resources from the body to digest. Hmm. And uh, so, as I started to get into this a little bit more, for me, I just I love I want to have energy. Like that's that's it. I want to feel good. I want to have energy, and I want to be. Everybody
0: wants it. Yeah. See. Right. And, right.
1: Right. So what now what my routine looks like uh well first is i went deep into that really understanding what foods don't work well together and and simple stupid things like you know fruit and vegetables digest really fast and so if you eat a big heavy meal and then you eat fruit and vegetables after it's not good on the system because they're fermenting in your stomach and it can cause gas and cause all kinds of things so i've i've kind of geeked out on this a little bit and so now it's like my day is you know i wake up and i'm i'm juicing uh, right away because that's you know one of the best things you can do and then I'm into fruit because that's going through fastest to get energy going and then I'm always trying to look at my meals and going either I'm eating a protein and vegetables or I'm eating a carb and vegetables and, and don't get me wrong man I'm not like you know I'm not robotic. If I wanna have a fucking hamburger I'm gonna eat a hamburger. Like you know, I also live too but generally I try to always be looking at my stuff like that. And it's been my energy is, is huge yesterday i spent the day driving around with my with my gm i was introducing i hired a gm three months ago and i was introducing him to suppliers and uh and we were doing a road trip and he was on coffee all day and i was on juice all day and he's like in the afternoon afternoon he's like man i'm i'm i've, I've never had this little coffee before and, and i'm so tired right now and i'm like dude here like drink this fucking beet juice or, or eat this apple you know he looks at me like i'm crazy but my God, my energy is i just feel awesome
0: oh, would, you, you know, would you carry it around in a cooler or something
1: yeah I, I pack a cooler um you know buy juices take fruit take whatever throw a couple of those ice block things in there and throw it in the back seat i mean it's you know it's it's once you know the principles and it's not hard to actually have the stuff on hand and what where i break down is if i'm hungry and i haven't prepared and i don't have something with me then i'm going to start you know that's where I'm yeah. gonna start making. That's when you reach
0: for the decisions. carbs and the. Yeah. So what do you totally. what do you weigh right now?
1: Uh, so I'm 155, and You're I shit. just yeah. came off. Yeah, I'm. I'm How tall are you? I'm I'm five eleven. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I'm really thin. I, What's I your body fat The last I I haven't checked in a, in a while, and my weight's down because I recently did a did a juice fast where I didn't eat any food for seven days. Um, it was just juices and I lost, I lost like eight pounds in that. Um, so the last time I checked my body fat was 8.5, but I think, I don't know, man, it might be under that. So I'm, that's low. I
0: mean, what's an Olympic athlete, right? They're they're higher than that. I think,
1: you know, I I don't know. It's, it's low. It's, (laughs) I'm lighter. I don't, you know, and what's actually kind of interesting is I I went through a little bit of a zone here of feeling like I'm too light and, and almost feeling a little bit of you know, little moments of insecurity about feeling like, well, I'm, I'm too skinny and then recognizing that and kind of going, okay, well, no, fuck. Like that's, that, that's just something, that's something I need to deal with anyway. And so I am working to, to gain weight right now. But um, after, after coming off this cleanse, just like, that was like two weeks ago, but I feel good. And, and, you know, I run and I work out and.
0: Hey, and that's all that that's matters. Like, if you feel good, you know what I mean? I mean, um Totally, and and you no, know what's interesting I, is you know the it, opposite would be a lot worse. Um, so okay, cool. So what would you say brings you joy?
1: That's a good question. I I like seeing uh, people grow around me. You know, and I've realized that one of the thing that one of the things that really hits me is uh, is seeing people on my team at work grow and overcome challenges or or learn things or you know when I or or when they're really grateful about, you know, most of the people that work for me are really, they love their jobs and they speak about it all the time. And, and that really, really hits me in the heart, making my girlfriend laugh. You know, that, that definitely brings me a lot of joy for sure too. And being able to spend good time with her and travel. I like that for sure. But the, the growth part is a big one. I'm, I'm doing some marketing education stuff right now and actually running a course in M1. We've got about 25 people in the course and I'm taking them through like a step-by-step how to build a marketing plan for the business and seeing these people get clarity and focus and then going, coming back and going, holy shit, like this is making me look at my business different. I love this. And that response, it's like, you know, and that that's really what I'm looking for now is to try to move into something with more contribution in it that, that fills me up in a different way. Cause frankly, man, I built my company for like, you know, eight, nine, 10 years out of scarcity, like just out of fear out of like, how am I going to pay the bills? And what am I doing? And, and recognizing that that, you know, I've conditioned some, some fear around that and it, and it, I, you know, I'm trying to move into another zone right now. So awesome. Anyway, awesome. long well, to answer extent, to a short question.
0: A lot of people join. That's, that's one of the great, cool things about life. So let's talk about bucket list items. What do you got on your bucket list?
1: Yeah. Bucket list. So we, uh, my girlfriend, and I want to do a trip to, to Thailand. Um, mm. that's up there.
0: Talk to uh, Tim road. He just got back.
1: Yeah. Also nice Rock. Well.
0: Rock's been there four or five times, I think.
1: Yeah, that's He's that's a what regular done that I want to do. I, I wanna do a um I really want to do a big kiteboard trip with uh some of my, my tight buddies. We we've talked about that for for a bit, but not gotten anything actually on the calendar and so that's up there for sure.
0: Where for would me. you go? Mag's head? Maybe uh or
1: even um down to Dominican. I know it's yeah. busy there, but there's there's uh there's some good spots there.
0: Yeah, that one beach. Uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that'd uh, be awesome. You might even be able to get some GoBundance people there. We were going to plan, a, well, we started to plan like this uh, kite surfing where it's like, a, they call it Zero to Hero. It's in, you know, it's in the Outer Banks and it's like five yeah. days, or four days, they teach you how to do it. and There was a bunch yeah. of people signed up, but then it became too expensive and a couple people bailed. So the trip fell through, but um, there were definitely people interested in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's, and Saul Z does great. that. He's he's really good at. It. If you don't know Saul, get to know him. He he does kiteboarding.
1: Yeah, dude, it's it's awesome. And it, you know what I love about it is it's something that that is like all different sort of skill sets and and uh, experience levels can really go out and generally do it together, unless it's really pumping. But man, my first time was on snow on the ice. I was on a snowboard, and uh, I've snowboarded you know all my life, and my buddy had gear and, and I was hooked up and, you know, I'm wobbling all over and like trying to get it going. And when I finally got it, got it going and I got a line, it was like, you know, I ripped out, I don't know. I went maybe a few hundred meters in one direction and, uh, and then turn around and came back. And I was just, I was like, I'm in that. I'm hooked. I'm done. And like the next day I went and bought gear and, um, it just is, uh, it's power and it's fast and it's, I don't know. I love it. I get, just thinking about it gets me jacked
0: up. That's awesome. I took um, – my wife bought me a lesson last year for my birthday. And yeah, yeah. Because I watch people. I live on the beach now, and I watch people. I'm like, that's so cool. And, um, man, I got – I kept getting picked up and then slammed down like a sumo wrestler. And <laughs> at one point I got slammed down yeah. on, a, yeah. on a sandbar, landed on the fucking sand – and the guy yeah, freaked yeah. out because he thought like I broke bones and I was gonna sue him or something. But I was fine. Yeah. I took it off, got back yeah, in the yeah. water. But he freaked out a little bit, and uh, yeah. it was hard, man. It was no joke. He was like, "Go back and practice flying the the kite and all that stuff." And and uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So it, it definitely takes some takes some work for anybody listening. I, I would definitely say that your result of getting slammed on the sand is not the usual. Uh, <laughs> I don't think, <laughs> I don't think that's the usual first response, but. it it is hard i mean you got to navigate the board and you've got to be thinking about the kite and where the wind is and where you are in the water and and there's a lot of elements and i think that's why i like it is once you get all that down and you're able to do it it's like i don't know it's it's just it just is something that i find it i get so out of my head and i get so present when when i'm doing that and it's um yeah it's a cool experience it's great
0: so what, what about your greatest hits? You know, you know, you're into music. Everybody has a greatest hits album. So yeah, what yeah, yeah. On, Chris, what, what like moments? What poignant moments? right? Like your life is flashing through your eyes, you're 30 seconds from death, right? And there's like certain slides, just like in the movie, that go through your head about your greatest hits in life. What would you say your five greatest hits are in your 39 years of existence so far?
1: So yeah, so hard to narrow down to five my girlfriend and i did a it did a uh and actually how we met was through a dancing with the stars charity fundraiser event um that was a that's definitely up there that was a huge comfort zone few thousand people tv cameras um i'm not it a dancer a by you far well this was different where they called it dancing with the stars but we're both neither of us are dancers or stars per se like we're local <laughs> so we're just paired up and uh that was a big deal. I was
0: Really. So like it was for that a one. random thing. You got paired up as dancers. Didn't know her. Never,
1: never met. Just volunteered. We meet, hey, you two will dance together. Here's your instructor. 8 weeks, go learn a dance to the song, perform, compete against eight other couples um on on TV and uh so so we did that. That was That's definitely up there.
0: That's interesting. You know, we had Robert Hercevec at one of our um Go abundance events. Uh, I don't know if you were at that one, but no, um, no. from Shark Tank, and 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 that's what happened to him. Unfortunately for him, he was fucking married at the time, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so it ruined his yeah. marriage. <laughs> yeah. But um, but that's how his girlfriend that he brought with him, and she was sitting in the back while he was talking. Yeah. Uh, among other people in his entourage that he brought, you know, that's how they met. Anyways, I digress. Okay, so yeah, what else you got? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I did a road trip. From Toronto, me, a girl, and a dog in a little RAV4. Uh, we drove to California and then through the Baja, Mexico, ferry to the mainland, on through Mexico, uh, through Guatemala, and into El Salvador and back.
0: And Dude, that, was that risky?
1: I, well, I was shitting my pants leaving. You know, I was like, what am I doing? Oh my God, all yeah, the you stories, can get everything. And stuff, right? I Zero problem, zero anything. Like my no- most nervous point was uh, we got a little mucked up and got a little lost in Acapulco and it was dark and I was feeling I was kind of freaking out a little bit but honestly man beyond that nothing zero uh, we met travelers all over driving around continually same story people having no problems just so much media hype you know we also weren't in Cancun at two in the morning trying to buy cocaine either and and we were like you know we're driving during the day and we're being smart about what we're doing and um, and you know, just just not being stupid. So that was a that was a life changing trip. We were about five months on that, and
0: five uh, months, five months yeah. through Mexico, Baja Guatemala. Peninsula, Guatemala, yeah. El Salvador. Where'd you go all the way to the end?
1: No, we just went to El Salvador and then, and that was that was as far as we went.
0: And, and then, then you turned back. around and came back.
1: Did yeah, drove all the way back,
0: and it, and that uh, took five months.
1: Took five months, and we did. 20 like 20 some thousand miles
0: Um, (laughs) and obviously you didn't have a job or it was was your company running you know my company was running
1: and it was you know this was a few years ago and I was in a spot where I didn't have money per se but I had cash flow and so there was continually money coming in and yeah a couple people working and and I was still working a little bit here and there I would go find internet and hop on and connect with people and do stuff but um yeah, so that was that was a big deal. Good that for you, was, man.
0: That's that's it, man. But you're building a life. I, I love it. It's definitely a greatest hit. All right, cool. What else?
1: I did a Toastmasters uh, speaking competition thing and went to the national level. And that that was that was pretty cool. It was a that was also a neat comfort zone thing. Once I got to the national level though, it was I was way outside. It was well beyond what I was equipped for. But yeah, that was a, that was a neat one. And what was, was your like,
0: speech about?
1: I was talking about oh I was talking about actually the journey of, of starting my business and, and going out and, and you know some of the struggles and, and yeah it was it was that some of what this story I shared oh, yeah. at the start That's of this a actually.
0: Great one. That's a good story.
1: Um, so you know it was like local level and then there was uh, you know district and regional and every time it was a little more and a little more. But once I got to the national level, like these guys showed up and they had like had worked with speaker coaches that would like their every <laughs> breath was planned and organized and every motion, every movement. And it, it, I just, yeah, it was a very different league. but anyway, that was a cool experience. That was
0: yeah, that was a big deal. So, That's awesome. Okay. Uh, anything else on there?
1: You know, another big one for me actually was, is like business miles, milestones, I suppose. Like I remember when we hit a million dollars in revenue and uh, you know, popping champagne and, and high-fiving and, you know, thinking I made it somewhere, not not having any money, <laughs> you know, but but thinking that we'd we'd done something. Some of those milestones felt buying some equipment. You know, I I purchased some big print equipment that I remember. At one day, I was was like the what if, like what if one day I could, you know, God, like things would, you know, and and so some some of those milestones are definitely they're big hits for me for
0: sure. That's awesome. All right, let's uh, let's take a spin of uh, the go abundance. App. Actually, I'm going to use our new cards, which are coming out. I don't know if you saw the Facebook post, but we had we had our members um, submit questions for the new the version three of the abundance cards, which we have deep questions on. Unfortunately, Mike McCarthy uh, decided that the past two versions <laughs> yeah. the past two versions had questions about described losing your virginity and how many girls have you banged and things like that. And, um, yeah, yeah. So he he took it upon himself to, uh, what do you say? Censor version three. So they're, they're great. (laughs) They're not as crazy as they have been in the past. So I'm going to pick one of these cards. You ready?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. Let's, let's give it a go and see.
0: All right. Chris Crawford, what would it take? And be careful because this question is worded this way. So that you have to give an answer, you know what I mean. That you have to uh, give a hypothetical. It's a very hypothetical answer. What would it take for you to change your belief in God?
1: Well, God, I don't know. uh, A few answers come up, I guess. My belief in God. That's that's a wow. What a tricky question. So the first thing that comes up, I guess, is a is a traumatic experience. You know, a, a life altering traumatic experience that that i suppose could go either way that could make me believe more or maybe could cause me to question what i already believe i don't know maybe that's a, a weird answer but i guess that's that's what what pops up if i wanted to change my belief for the positive i mean i've, I've definitely got a strong faith in what i believe in and which you know in, in the universe and 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 what is and our connection with that i, I and i feel like i see that show up all the time so i i mean the word change i guess it's like change for what change for the better or change for the worse right but i
0: just change it cuz people have such ingrained beliefs and there's a lot of the, there's like 10 cards like this you know that have you know really like things that people are ingrained right it, it is what it, your religious beliefs are your religious beliefs and, yeah. your, and there's other questions about like you know, your belief in, on, you know, immigration or your, uh, your political views or, you know what I mean? Like things that it it is what it is. Right. But in order for them to change, what would have to happen is an interesting thought because, well, and I think that the way you answered is probably right for most people. I think the same would be for me too. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, so, you know, something ex something from the exterior, good or bad right like if everybody got yep. all around you and you're a sole survivor you know yeah. you'd probably change for the worse you'd be probably like yes yeah. oh, you know what i mean there is no god
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: and but so it's uh it's interesting so anyways totally
1: good deal, good deal. I mean, I, man i feel so blessed you know like and and that's a zone that i feel like i'm in like i look at my life and you know holy shit like it, it just feels so fortunate and and blessed to have the the life and the opportunities. I mean, like even going to be now about to join a group of you guys and, and have all this like laid out in front of me. It's like, I don't know. I've, I've definitely found that as I've learned to live in more gratitude and appreciation and openness to what is, I, I just feel like things seem to show up more. And so whatever that is, that's what I believe in.
0: That's awesome. All right, brother. Well, thanks for stepping into the go bro room and being authentic. Uh, Best of luck to you, and I uh, look forward to uh, seeing you in Steamboat.
1: Thanks, man. Love it. Likewise, stoked to get to know some guys in the group. You know, wasn't really sure the, the the uh, you know, first steps for what to do, but definitely checking out and, and posting. And if, God, I suppose if there's anything I can help anybody with or if they're struggling in the marketing zone or something, they want to bounce ideas, I am wide open to uh, to have those conversations with anyone. Kick-Ass
0: kick Media. Is it kickassmedia.com?
1: That's right. Uh, KickAssMedia.com ass kick ass, ass media
0: uh big.